0: Chapter 11 of The Boy Scouts on the Trail. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Debbie Baker Robinson. The Boy Scouts on the Trail by Herbert Carter. Chapter 11 On the Wings of the Night Wind. A bear! shrieked bumpus struggling to his knees and he shoved me around like i was a bundle of hay did you ever hear of such nerve think of what he did to me cried step hen entering through the partly open door i was just poking my nose out to get a whiff of fresh air for i couldn't hardly breathe in here when he sent me a flyin' just like you'd kick for a goal on the gridiron guess i covered all of ten feet and landed in them bushes out there look here see what i got off in the old beast he opened his clenched hand and exhibited a bunch of long black hairs undoubtedly step hen must have involuntarily clutched at the bear as they came in contact and had managed to hold on to these tokens of the collision tad was laughing and shaking all over so were eli and jim and alan joined in presently the whole of them began to see the ludicrous side of the adventure and even sebattis was noticed to be grinning nobody had ever known him to emit a genuine laugh And just to think how near we came to having bear steak for breakfast instead of that old tough moose meat, remarked Giraffe. Well, that's all right, Step Hen took occasion to say. But if a feller can judge from the way he kicked me, that bear was some tough too. My, I'd sure hate to put on the gloves with him and about. I just had time to turn and look around when I heard that big bump. Then he jumped me, and out we both went maybe i ain't glad now i didn't keep right on going up that ladder when i started just think what a time i'd had up there with him wow and again i say wow snapped giraffe things seem to be happening right thick and fast now fellers this sure is the big game country all right and to the good they were all of one opinion with respect to that to get one night a lordly moose bull and by the romantic way of calling too and then the very next to run across a big, burly bear was as fine a piece of good luck as any of them could wish for. Wonder what's coming along next in line, remarked Bumpus nervously as he made sure to get close to the fire and away from the open door. Say, you don't think that old bear'd have the nerve to come back here on second thoughts and try to clean out the whole bunch, Step Hen queried, because I've seen all I want of him. They say three times an out but I reckon it was only once with me, and I went, too. No, I wasn't thinking of him, Bumpus declared, but then there might be a few elephants or rhinoceroses or camels or something else hanging around these diggings waiting to get acquainted. I don't like meeting up with them so sudden like, whiff, bang, and then goodbye. Why, it ain't decent to treat a feller that way without being introduced first. And to think that the sly old critter was up there all the time we kept talking and carrying on down here, said Davy Jones, who had come out of the affair with only a skinned knee, owing to striking up against some wood on the floor when he threw himself wildly to one side at sight of the descending bear. What do you think ever started him moving? asked Bumpus. Smoke do it, replied Eli. The old bear he lies quiet not knowing what to make of us coming in here where he's expectin' to take up his winter quarters but purty soon that smoke it begins to smart his eyes birds don't like smoke any more'n any animal does so getting frightened arter a while he starts down the ladder misses his grip and lands in a heap on the floor if i'd been able to get hold of a gun i'd a him his pill but i guess it'd been dangerous work shootin' in here with so many around will we ever run across him again remarked step hen as he felt all over his body to ascertain how many scratches or bruises had resulted from the rather hurried way in which he took his recent departure i don't mind being fired from a cannon he continued as several twinges of pain told him he had not come through the ordeal entirely unscathed but i draw the line at being made a football by a scared bear wonder he didn't break every rib i have as tis, I wouldn't be much surprised if a dozen or so were fractured. Well, we'll make you a straight jacket tomorrow and keep you in a plaster cast the rest of the trip, declared Giraffe, chuckling in rare good humor, because, for once at least, he had not been caught up in the little whirl. Like fun, you will, grumbled Step-Hen, getting Bumpus to rub his back for him on promise of returning the favor in kind. But I think somebody ought to go up and look that loft over, suggested Davy Jones. How do we know but what it's just full of bears right now? Tain't the nicest thing to think such a load's going to drop down on your head any old time. He might upset my coffee when I get to drinking, too. So, to quiet the boys, Jim climbed up, taking the little electric torch along with him. Upon his reporting that all was clear, some of the others also ascended to see where the bear had been sleeping at the time of their arrival now if there was only a couple of nice jolly little cubs around we'd have heaps of fun playing with em bumpus suggested as he too examined the loft and saw where the bear had been making a soft sleeping place out of dead leaves that must have drifted in through a hole at the end of the roof but much too small to let the big beast go out that way cubs listen to him would you cried step hen it ain't the time of year for cubs and if it was i'd like to see you playing with any while the old missus was alive and hangin' round she'd cub you with a club worse'n she did me and don't you forget it bumpus cubs well what queer things you do see when you haven't a gun and the way he looked at the fat boy when saying this made bumpus bristle up immediately don't you call me a thing step hen he admonished severely at which there was a shout from the other He admits it all, fellers, Davy Jones exclaimed. He puts on the shoe first thing, but then, Bumpus, we know you ain't up on natural history. It's a wonder you didn't say that was a hippopotamus or a crocodile instead of a bear. You're bound to know more about these things before you get back to Cranford again. We'll let it go at that. How's that supper getting on, giraffe? Anything more I can do to help? Anything more, echoed the cook disdainfully i'd like to know the first thing you've done to help get it didn't he say he felt one of them fits a comin' on when we landed here fellers and then on top of that you got so scared by that old bear dropping down on us you couldn't hardly move i just see you helpin' when you can crawl out of it the only help you'll give will be when supper's ready for servin', and then it'll be to make way with the stuff good and hearty i notice you never get one of them cramps right then davy oh no they're right handy things to have in the house ain't they i'm going to borrow a few some time see if i don't now in good time the supper was pronounced ready eli having assisted in its preparation for with nine hungry voyagers to feed the amount that had to be prepared made the task no light one as usual they made merry while disposing of the food that had been gotten ready some of the moose was cut up as small as possible and made into a palatable stew then they had boston baked beans and some pretty fair biscuits which eli baked in the little portable oven that was carried in one of the boats of course coffee made a part of the supper at home possibly few of these lads ever drank coffee more than once a day and at breakfast at that but here in the woods the meal would seem rather tame without the warm cup that everyone looked for what do you say to stopping here a day or so boys asked Tad i've been talking it over with eli and he says we couldn't find a better place for game perhaps now one of the rest of you may run across a moose bigger even than mine or bumpus here stands a chance of meeting up with his friend the bear who gave him that handshake in passing excuse me bumpus hastened to say that doesn't mean i object to hanging out in the hotel log cabin as long as the rest of you see fit but i don't hanker after meeting up with that rude black pirate again He may be a pretty fine kind of a bear as bears go, but I object to the breed. Count us all as saying we'll be glad of a break in the journey, Tad, Alan remarked just then. Besides, we must be somewhere near where that Mr. Carson is hunting right now, and at any time we might run up against him. Stephen, Giraffe, and Davy nodded their heads, as though to intimate that Alan voiced the sentiments of all when he said that. There's the one thing I've got in my mind, and it's this bumpus went on to remark now's goin to be the time for alan here to keep his promise to show me a bee tree he told me that summer was the time to do it when the bees were on the wing and he could work his little game but that he'd try his best to accommodate me any time once we got up here in maine and so i will replied the other smiling at the earnestness with which bumpus kept talking on that one subject perhaps jim or eli here will help me find a tree if the bees are hived up for winter, then the only way we can do it is to listen when the noonday sun is shining. Sometimes, before the weather gets too cold, the young bees come out of their hole and buzz around, trying their wings. I've found a hive in the dead top of a tree that way. And got a lovely stock of juicy honeycomb too, I guess, said Giraffe, making a face to indicate that the subject certainly appealed to him from the standpoint of a sweet luxury, if from nothing else sure we did and a lovely lot of stings thrown in chuckled allan well they say bee stings are good for rheumatism and i've sometimes thought i was getting a touch of that in my legs davy jones observed thoughtfully there wasn't much rheumatism about you when that bear dropped down on us said giraffe scornfully the way you scootered out of the way would have made the best short-distance sprinter turn green with envy rheumatism wow that goes in line with cramps i guess now what'll we put all the honey in asked bumpus just as though he counted the finding of the bee tree an accomplished thing because alan had agreed to do what he could to find one i'll hold all i can retorted giraffe complacently but then you mustn't expect me to keep on loading up till i bust i can stretch sometimes but even that's no sign i'm made of ingy rubber is it well we won't cook our rabbit till we've got him said alan sometimes most of the honey in a bee tree is old and candied the new stuff is what counts the other is dark colored and sickeningly sweet but wait and see if so bee were lucky enough to strike one after supper was over they enjoyed sitting there before the fire and listening to eli tell stories about the old cabin which according to his accounts must have seen many queer happenings at least equal to the one surprise to which they had been treated on their first acquaintance with it on this night Tad, being given a fair amount of imagination, found it easy to shut his eyes and believe he could see the old trapper who once lived here, as Eli described him. Years upon years he had come and gone, as the winters passed, always taking toll of the woods folks, yet never trying to make such a deep inroad on their numbers but that there were plenty left for breeding purposes. The wise old trapper looked forward to another year. Finally, he had lost his life among the wild loggers of a main river, being unfortunate enough to get caught in a jam that he was trying to break. When some of the boys, tired from the work of the day and lack of rest on the preceding night, stretched out their blankets and disputed about where each should settle down later on, Tad and Eli stepped out to see what the night promised for the coming day. If it looked like snow, they would find good tracking weather. Though for one, Tad hoped this would still keep off some little while, and allow them to do some hunting before winter closed on them the stars were shining brightly in the dark heavens the young moon had sunk to rust but every night now they might expect it to grow in size until in a week considerable light would come from this source and there is nothing more enjoyable when in the depths of the wilderness than a round clear moon as the two stood there speaking of these things there came a stealing in the night air a strange sound that although rising from a considerable distance away from the cabin, still struck Tad as very weird and also blood-curdling. He had heard watchdogs bay to the moon, but this was something far more thrilling. That's no wildcat, and I don't think it can be a panther, a bear, or any animal I've ever struck in the woods. What do you make out of it, Eli? he asked, turning to the old guide, whom he had heard amid a whistle as of astonishment at the time that queer howl was heard. It's been many a year now, Tad, since I ever heard the like of that howl, the main guide observed. Time was when they used to be here in plenty, but the bounty paid by the state, it just about cleaned the whole lot out, or else they thought as howl safer up yonder across the line of Canada. What's that? exclaimed Tad. Do you mean to tell me that was a wolf? A real wolf and nothing else, answered Eli. And let me tell you, it do bring back the old days for me to listen to that how. This is like living again. End of chapter 11 Recording by Debbie Baker Robinson